Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Classic Vinyl Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin. And I'm your other co-host, Tyler. Are you the co-host? Am I the co-host? How does that work? I'm the other host. Unless you're talking, then I'm the other host. So today we're going to do a song review, Rolling Stones, Paint It Black. Let me give you a little history on the Rolling Stones, if you don't know who they are. The Lip Tongue People. So they're an English band formed in London in 1962. The one thing about them is they've been active for a full six decades. So they consist of Mick Jagger on vocals, Brian Jones, who plays multiple instruments, Keith Richards on guitar, Bill Wyman on bass, and Charlie Watts on drums. That was their original lineup. They're well known for their blues and rock and roll sound. Famously, Brian Jones was replaced by Mick Taylor in 1969, right before Brian Jones' death. One of the famous 27 Club members, Brian Jones is. So Keith Richards and uh, Mick Jagger were childhood friends is how they had met. And Decca, the record label who actually rejected the Beatles, is the record label that signed the Stones. I don't think they wanted to miss the next big band. Well, they, uh, they, they made one good decision. Yes, they did. Their first single was Come On. It was a cover of Chuck Berry's song. It reached number 21 in the UK charts. Their second single was actually, speaking of the Beatles, was written by Lennon and McCartney. It was I Want to Be Your Man, and that hit number 13 in the UK for the Stones. There wasn't much of a rivalry between the Stones and the Beatles, was there? I think people write it up as a rivalry, but they were... Pretty good friends, I believe. From being rivals, they were very cooperative. I think the rivalry comes from who's a bigger band or whatever, but I think Mm -hmm. really what it comes down to, and of course the Beatles are my favorite band of all time, but I love the Stones, and it's just a different kind of music, and that's the great thing about music. There doesn't have to be a rivalry. You can like Mm -hmm. both. Yeah, It's it's possible, I promise. So the first thing that hit number one in the UK was It's All Over Now, It was a cover of Bobby and Shirley Womack's. And the Stones were well-known for singing covers at first, which a lot of the British bands and even the American bands did. Mm -hmm. But I think once the Beatles started writing a lot of their own songs, I think Richards and Jagger decided it was time for them to start doing the same. Their second album, The Rolling Stones Number 2, was the first number one album for them in the UK, and it actually hit number five in the US. The first Mick Jagger and Keith Richards written single to reach number one was called The Last Time. Now, in the summer of 1965, they released a little song called I Can't Get No Satisfaction, and that really was their breakthrough hit worldwide. It hit number one everywhere. Big, big time song for them. It's because they tried, and they tried, and they tried, and they tried, and they they kept trying. Uh, 19th Nervous Breakdown, Mother's Little Helper, Paint It Black, which we're doing here. They were all big hits in the 60s. Jumping Jack Flash, Sympathy for the Devil, Street Fighting Man, Give Me Shelter, You Can't Always Get What You Want. They're later 60s hits for them. One thing well known about the band is their tongue lips logo that was pretty much on all their post-1970s albums, and they're well known for that. You see that on a lot of t-shirts and all kinds of marketing material. So you've got Brown Sugar, which has become very controversial. Wild Horses, Beast of Burden, Shattered were some of their big 70s hits. Mick Taylor quit the group in 1974 and was replaced by Ronnie Wood, who had been in the Birds, Jeff Beck group, and Faces. They've had more comeback tours than even the Who, funny enough. Yeah, in fact, they're having farewell tours and comeback tours and all kinds of stuff going on with them. But They didn't even have John Entwistle. Bill Watts, unfortunately, died in August of 2021 at 80 years old. All in all, they've released 30 studio albums, 23 live albums, 12 compilations, and a total of 350 songs they've recorded. So 
pretty decent. They're the fourth mm-hmm. best-selling group of all time. Sold over 250 million albums worldwide. So, And they're still touring. And they're still releasing albums. Yeah. The new album's a good listen. You ought to check it out. You want to get to the song review? Absolutely, I do. And now it's time for the song review. Okay, so today we're doing the Rolling Stones 1966 song, Paint It Black. Now, this was released as a single on May 7th of 1966 in the U.S., and for some reason not until the 13th of May of 1966 in the U.K. Well, it was a Thursday. They couldn't rightly release it on a Friday, could they? Good point. The B-side in the U.S. was Stupid Girl, and the B-side in the U.K. was Long, Long While. This song's written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. It was recorded at RCA Studios in Los Angeles and produced by Andrew Oldham which he actually produced all their songs up until 1967. This single is certified two times platinum in the UK with almost one and a half million sales of the single alone. The song reached number one in the US, UK, and Canadian charts and elsewhere in the world. It was the Rolling Stones' actually third number one single the group had had. The song itself was inducted into Grammy Hall of Fame in 2018, and for what it's worth, Rolling Stone has ranked this song as high as 213 on their top 500 songs of all time. That seems low. For me, you can't get no satisfaction, although it was a huge song for Mm -hmm. them. I'm not really into that one as much. This is one of the early Stone songs for me that I really enjoy. I've always Mm -hmm. loved this song, and even though I hear it a lot, this isn't one that I'm sick of hearing. Yeah. So it's, it's a good song. So one thing that's featured very heavily on this song is the sitar. And the Beatles were the first ones to use it in popular music. They used it in Norwegian wood. And a lot of people say the Rolling Stones ripped them off. I don't think it's a ripoff because... Is it a ripoff when other bands start using the keyboard after the doors? Well, and bands used keyboards before that. But I think every band's... The saxophone. I mean, the sitar... What if they use the harpsichord and uh, other people started using the harpsichord after them? I think Indian-style music was becoming very popular during this time. And it was popular for the Beatles, and so why not use it in this? I I don't know if it's necessarily a ripoff or doing something that sounds different and is popular. And that's coming from a huge Beatles fan. And Well, and listen to the sitar in it. It fits. It really fits this song very well. Yeah, it does. I I actually love it in this song. You've Mm -hmm. got castanets in this song. The Hammond organs featured heavily in this. I was wondering if that was castanets. Those little like clamshell things that the Spanish ladies uh, click in their uh, hands. Yeah, I had to look that up because I wasn't sure what it was. But I looked Mm -hmm. it up when you said something, and that's definitely what they use in this. Yeah, okay. So this song was released as a non-album single in the UK, but in the US, the Aftermath album, this was the opening track on the album. So the lyrics on this describe grief and suddenness of someone close to dying, someone close to you dying, a loved one, Mm -hmm. something like that. People also think that the lyrics describe hallucinogens, possibly references to the Vietnam War. I don't really see that, but what are your thoughts? Uh, My thoughts are people that um, are on hallucinogens often think that everything's about hallucinogens and drugs. So uh, I don't don't see it. Yeah, that's a a good point. It's just a good song, unlike Mm -hmm. some of the other ones we've done that are lyrically driven. Although this has good lyrics and imagery Mm -hmm. in the lyrics, I enjoy the music in this one more. 
This song's been covered by a lot of bands. War, U2, Duran Duran. It's been used in films and TV and commercial, things like that. It's all over the place. I'm sure most everybody's heard Paint It Black, at least anybody that has any music interest. What are your thoughts about this song? This song, like you say, this has a very distinct tone to it, and it's not lyrically driven. However, the lyrics do paint a <laughs> paint a uh, vivid picture of what this song's about. So does the instruments. That uh, nice little sitar intro followed up by a real heavy, steady drum beat, and then uh, you get like the guitar going, and the the rest of the band joins in. That drum beat, it's it's fast unrelenting so when he talks about this song being about the uh, grief and suddenness of losing someone very dear to you all of a sudden i listened to the lyrics of this song in a way that i haven't listened to him before and i paid attention to that and it's absolutely right that unrelenting drum beat it's like the the ticking of a clock it's something that i've noticed when i've lost people that are close to me that they're that the i call it the cruelty of the clock time doesn't slow down it doesn't give you a break it's unwavering it's steady and it's faster than you want it to be it's just boom 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 the clock keeps ticking the world keeps turning and you're stuck you're stuck in your grief you just want everything to stop and he he says in the lyrics that he wants to blot out the sun he, he has to turn away from these girls wearing their summer uh dresses and all these you know bright colors he just wants to paint everything black because that's what he's feeling is everything's black it's the color of death this is what his whole world all of a sudden it, that's all he wants is just blackness everywhere because that's how he's feeling inside and i i totally understand that as it relates to the vietnam Vietnam War? Sure. One thing that goes hand in hand with war is death. And so those deaths, they're people that have uh, loved ones. They're people that have friends, family, close ones. Everybody that dies in war is missed by someone. And it's tragic. Beautiful song. Justin, where do you stand on Paint It Black? Paint It Black is kind of the song that got me into the Rolling Stones. Like I said, I was always a Beatles fan first. I guess I kind of thought there was a rivalry where you could only like one or the other from a young childhood, but I heard this song and I was hooked to the Stones. This is really the song that got me hooked to the Stones. And although I don't like a ton of their early stuff, I do like a handful of songs from their early stuff. I, I really enjoy their later 60s and 70s stuff a little more, a little bluesier. But this this is an amazing song. It's got the sitar intro, which I really enjoy. I think mm-hmm. it fits his song perfectly. It couldn't be better. Yeah. The bass in this song is very good, and it thumps along with those drums the whole mm-hmm. way. Marching beat. I do, even though I say it's not lyrically driven, I do like the lyrics. You know, maybe then I'll fade away and not have to face the facts. I mean, if you think about that, you can relate that to hallucinogens. You can relate yeah. that to Vietnam. You can relate that to losing someone to death. I mean, it's kind of a all-encompassing meaning and i think that's where songs are important when when people are talking about what does it actually mean he's talking about the dope man when everybody can get different meanings out of a song that's when a song's done its job there are songs that are straightforward that we've talked about before and because they're meant for a single purpose and to be understandable but paint it black from the title from the lyrics you can really associate that with whatever you're feeling but it's kind of got to be a dour feeling I love this song. I think Jagger has an amazing vocal in it. Even though it's not guitar-driven at all, the sitar fits in perfect. The drums and bass beat 
I think it's an amazing song, and I'll always love this one. It's amazing. When you talk about the rivalry between the Beatles and the Stones, they're not at all the same kind of band. I mean, who who's the Mick Jagger of the Beatles? There isn't one, you know? <laughs> the, yeah, they're, they're just completely different kinds of music, yeah. and I think we're just lucky we have them both. Yeah, and absolutely. And they've released so much material. I mean, that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. If I were to pick, I, of course, like the Beatles better but not in spite of anything else because I love the Stones and I have all the Stones albums as well. So it is what it is. And I'll fight anybody that disagrees with that sentiment. Fair enough. You are allowed to like whoever you want to like. Do you want to get the song rating? Let's rate it. Song rating. Okay, this is our uh, song rating scale. We're on zero to ten. Zero being it's absolute garbage and we're going to burn it and never listen to it again. Haven't? even approached a zero yet so far in this uh in this podcast that's because we picked the songs and we already know them we're not gonna listen to garbage (laughs) especially when it comes to our song (laughs) reviews we're gonna pick songs we like and we really want your feedback on what you think as well for sure um we have had a couple of tens on this uh podcast if it's a 10 I go out and buy the album. If it's a five, it's smack dab in the middle. It seems like a very, very fair place to put something that's eh, meh, right? So with that being said, uh, I really, I liked this song before um, because, I mean, this is a very common song. I've heard it several times before. Um, Unlike a lot of the things that we listen to on this podcast, this, but this was a first time like really listening to what the lyrics are saying and what Mick Jagger's singing about. And then also hearing the way that the band drives it home with the way that, with the instruments, beautiful song, a total masterpiece. I almost give this a 10, but I'm not even sure why I'm not knocking it down one notch. I'm giving it a nine and I don't know why I'm not giving it a 10. This song is brilliant. Where do you put this one, Justin? Um, even though, like I said, this was the song that got me into the Stones, it's still one of my favorite early songs of theirs, but I love the song. I love hearing it. I'm not quite a 10 on this. I'm a solid nine on this one as well. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great song. I'm not tired of hearing it. It's And especially hearing it down here on the record in our studio and AKA my basement. Yeah. Your guitar studio. Room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it really has a lot heavier bass than I was used to hearing you know because i generally listen to this on a spotify playlist or yeah. whatever so when we come down and listen to the vinyl it it hit a lot heavier and i really enjoyed it so good song i rated a nine yeah like i said the 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 drums and hearing it really just that unrelenting boom 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 the the, the constant rhythm of it that's driving and then hearing him talk about how he hates everything that's bright colored and every, he just wants to paint everything black because you know it's, it's that grief coming out. Anybody that's like lost someone close to him, they know that grief. And that was something that really drove home to me. I mean, it probably is listening to it on the vinyl down here on your system. Brilliant work of art. Yeah. Great song. But if you disagree with us, so what? Tell us. Yeah. Let <laughs> us know. But like always, we appreciate you taking your time to listen to us and reach out to us if you have any questions, concerns, comments, whatever. ClassicVinylPodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, we'll see you later. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Classic Vinyl Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Classic Vinyl Podcast for updates and also share us with your music-loving friends. Thank you.